Greta, do you know what the three things I cannot live without? No, what are they? Corgis, bubble tea, and our podcast. But Rachel, how do you even make a podcast? Well, with Anchor FM. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor connects with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Cha-ching. In fact, that's what we're doing right now by reading these ads. So if you ever wanted to make a podcast, you can make your dreams come true with Anchor FM. Go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Rachel in podcasting. Welcoming the year of the rat. Also, the, also the year twenty twenty. This is a new decade. I know. Like, I feel like we we've finally gotten like really like into the year. It's been like about a month now um, into this this new start. A lot, lot of new things are happening. Yeah, and it's only a couple days away from Chinese New Year or Lunar New Year. In other words, when my bank account fills up. <laughs> This is my paycheck of the year. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, one of the things that my family does is, like, my my grandma's Chinese, full Chinese, so, like, gung gung popo. We do, like, leases every year for mm-hmm. Chinese New Year. And when I was little, I didn't know that you weren't supposed to open it in front of the, the person who gave it to you because it was rude. Oh, my God. So I used to just open it, and everybody would just get really quiet, and I was like, what? But I, I was young, and I didn't really understand. Yeah, it's okay. And it's fun because every year it's like you get a little raise because they give you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And you know, like when your mom would be like, oh, I'll hold it for you. And then never give it back. <laughs> I want my money. Where is my money? I know. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this for this year. I think this will be full of fun and new and exciting things. And I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. So one of the things I associate with um, Chinese New Year is we'd all go out as a family to eat dim sum. We talk about what we're doing tomorrow, what our plan is, and yeah, it's just a really good time to catch up. Yeah, I agree. I think dim sum in particular is such like a Chinese comfort food. Yes. And it's so like, like you sit around like a big table and you can like share stuff and it's just like warm and comforting and it brings back so many different feelings. Mm-hmm. I always feel at home whenever I'm like eating dim sum. Yeah, I agree. It's it's totally especially coming from a Hawaiian Chinese background, like I have Chinese like relatives, but like growing up locally from Hawaii, they have like that sort of um influence like Yeah. It's kind of like the difference between like saying like humbao versus like manapua. Mhm. Um just depending on like with like locals in the area. But that's that's growing up that's always been like a really like nostalgic comfort food for me. Yeah. So one of the things that like I did the minute I got here 
to the U.S., I was like, I have to find a dim sum spot. I know, because you have, like, like the real, like, iconic, yeah. like, original <laughs> experience with it. Like, I feel like coming to um, America, you'd have to find something that was good. Mm-hmm. So, I did not find anything in Tacoma or Seattle. Well, I'm still I'm still searching through Seattle. Seattle's got know? some little hidden spots. Yeah, you, I feel like you have to really, like, okay, dim sum isn't the type of food where you go to, like, a five-star Michelin restaurant mm. like no honey you gotta go through the alleyway you gotta like sneak in and like exactly like I, w- I was talking about this with my brother if you go to any asian restaurant and you don't feel a little bit unsafe going yep. there it's probably not good yeah like if, you, if you're like oh this is fine it's chill it's, it's not gonna be good yeah you have like i'm i'm being so honest right now you just have to find your like little hidden spot in the city so, I couldn't find one, but I did go to Vancouver, and this is a spot that my parents have been to since they were, like, in college. A lot of my friends and a lot of our family friends also have gone here. So, our first place is called Shunfeng Seafood Restaurant, because in the morning, it's dim sum restaurant, but at night, it's, like, seafood restaurant Ooh, that's exciting it's on 4380 number three road richmond british columbia um their price point i think is pretty average you know it's a little more on the high-end side but that's also because i bought like the bougie items <laughs> um their hours are 10 a.m to 3 p.m and 5 to 10 p.m so rachel what was your first kind of impression of this place so i growing up there were always two types of dim sum spots the one that are like in the market like you really have to be local mm-hmm. to find that or it's in like this ballroom kind of like it's a big space and like a ballroom but they still have like those carts you know going in yeah. and out yeah so this spot is kind of like the second one it's in a beautiful place but i still feel like comfort you know i don't feel like oh i have to be fancy here Mm -hmm. and their food is really unique they have all the regular um you know dishes that you'd get like um hakao shomai shrimp dumpling or just like things like that but they also have like some really interesting things like i think they have it's like a shrimp dumpling with um truffle oil and truffle um like not extract but like truffle pieces inside of it and i thought that was really really good and really different Uh, obviously it's going to be on the higher price point Mm -hmm. but that's not something that you would find in regular dim sum yeah something that's more like experimental i think one of my favorite things about not just dim sum but um asian cuisine in general is there's such like a depth of flavor that you don't get in anything else like you get the sweet and the sour and the salty and the spicy and it just kind of works together and i feel like asian cuisine is almost more adventurous than a lot of other things yes they try weird combinations and they try different flavor combinations to go together that create something that's new yeah and also what i tried which i was so surprised with was do you know what gooey duck is Mm -hmm. okay so they had that and that's, like, one of their main dishes. If you go during the dinner time for more of the, like, restaurant stuff, yeah, for like they seafood. have, like, this gooey duck 
um, it's just like with some sauces and it tastes so good. Wow. But when I went for the dim sum part, they had it in a soup. And I was like, okay, this is a little risky. Like, you know, like. Yeah, I get what you, you mean. You don't have, you don't see that a lot, but it actually was pretty good. So I was really surprised with this restaurant. Have you ever like, I feel like Gooey Duck is like kind of like a, like a Washington and Pacific Northwest like staple. Um, have you ever like gone digging for gooey ducks? No, it's it's such an odd experience because they're clams, but they're like they're long, weird elephant trunk yeah. looking funky things. I I went once for a summer camp um, that I go over every summer, and we went to this farm, and they had this like walk out on this like really low beach when the tide was low back to like it was almost to like where the water was coming up. Uh-huh. And what you do is you walk around really carefully, and you find these little like mounds uh-huh. and that's that's how you can tell that's the that's the top of a gooey duck and then we weren't like seriously trying to get them it was just kind of for fun just to kind of get to understand the animal more mm-hmm. you can actually dig around it and grab onto it and try to pull it but it'll it retreats back into the sand it's such an odd experience to, like feel it because the minute that they sense movement that's not just like natural yeah it's, it's water, very sensitive yeah they shoot out water and then they just retreat into the sand like so fast it's it's such an odd experience but i've never actually had gooey duck and i'd like to try that someday that's so weird um no i have not done well, that I've just a little perspective things. on what what goes into getting the delicacy that is gooey duck here in the pacific northwest yeah so what's your spot greta well this this has been kind of like my family's go-to for a really long time um because I'm, I'm from seattle originally i live in tacoma most of the time though so with, with my dad, who that's where we get the Chinese part of the family, we started going to this place when I was really young, and it just became like like a like a staple for when we go to downtown. So this is Dim Sung King, located at 617 South Jackson Street, Seattle, Washington. Its hours are 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. So this is kind of like your, like, kind of sketchy hole-in-the-wall dim sum place. Like, I feel like... Yes. Yes, yes. The one you were talking about was very, like, the kind of, like, more upper-class dim sum. This is very, like, you're walking through Chinatown, and you've got, like, the weird, shady, like, storefronts with, like, that nobody goes into. And then you walk up, and there's, like, a little market, like, beyond it. And then there's there's just, like, this really small, skinny building, and that's Dim Sum King. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, kind of crowded and really small, so when it's busy, you can't get a table. And you have to, like, walk up to this really long line and talk to these kind of cranky ladies about what you want to get. Okay, we're, they're not cranky. They're just Asian. That's true. Sorry, correction. They're just, they're really Asian. Um, but there's there's definitely, like, a certain spirit. Like, everybody who goes here knows that it's really good. Like, it's almost like a yeah. secret that we don't tell anybody else about. So, you guys got the secret. You guys got You, you got, got the it. secret now. You got to protect it. We don't, we don't got to ruin it. But, yeah, this is probably my go-to place. They have... They have all the classics. I'd say it's pretty standard dim sum. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's nothing that's super out of the box or, like, special, but they, they have a little bit of something for everybody. So, do you have any um, dim sum stories? I do, actually. So, I, I have... I mean, we've kind of touched base on this this whole episode, how there's two different dim sum experiences, and, like, one of them is... Sometimes I'll just go to, like, Asian markets and, like, buy, like, frozen dim sum and eat it at home. And that's kind of, like, my little, like, comfort away from them. But then also in restaurants, I 
I had an experience where it was like my whole family. It was me, my mom, my dad, my brother, and then my aunt and my uncle. Maybe my grandparents. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. And we were all together in Seattle trying this new dim sum place that I, I don't remember. So it obviously wasn't very, I don't know, impactful on my life. But what we did is we got... We got dim sum first, and then we got, like, some just other, like, Chinese dishes, because it was mm-hmm. kind of like a fusion place. And we got this, like, fish dish that nobody could properly pronounce, because we're, like, fake Asian. Like, mm-hmm. we have the culture, but we can't we can't say the word. That was lost um, after my grandma's generation. But we got this, like, weird, complicated fish dish. And they're like, okay, um, that has the head on it. We're like, oh, we don't want the head. And then they looked at us weird, and they're like, okay... All right. I guess the we don't want the, the head. The head is the best part. We're white, I guess. We <sighs> didn't really we didn't want the head. And so they come out and it's this huge fish. It's ginormous and we get the check and it's like it was so expensive. I can't even like I can't even say it. Like what I can't What fish is it? I don't know. Is it catfish? I don't remember. And it was really big and it got to the point where like it wasn't good. Like it wouldn't have been bad if it had if they charged us that much and it was good, but it wasn't good at all. And so we were all just kind of sitting there like, what did we just do? Because it's not like you could return it. Yeah. Um, and so we all, we like. Throw it back in the sea. Pick it up, throw it back in the tank. Oh, <laughs> thanks. But no thanks. So so we all like, the rest of the dinner was so like weird and awkward because the, the chef came out because it's like his specialty. Oh, and yeah. he was like, oh, how was it? We were like, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that kind of like weird, awkward. And then we never went back. Yeah. So that that's my. Just watch prices and know what you're ordering before you get it. Yeah. Also, like, we Asians are so good at raising the prices. That's true. So that's why I say go with, like, a true local. You know, because, like, when I go with my grandma, nobody can give her any kind of BS. Mm -hmm. She'll be like, nope, send that back. I want this. You know? So, yeah, that that has happened to me. Bone down. Bone down, you guys. <laughs> so, for our last spot, it is also in Vancouver because, like I said, I love Vancouver. Rachel, I you really should just should move to Canada. Just, I Yeah. Why do you even live here? I don't know. It's it's not I that do great. know. My family lives here. That's why I'm still here. But I think, I don't know. I might go to college in Vancouver. I'm also down for it. But then again, I'd get fat. That's true. With all the bubble That's tea true. that I would drink mm-hmm. and all the food that, oh. Um, so for our last spot, it's called Kirin Seafood Restaurant. It is on 7900 Westminster Highway, Richmond, B.C. Their hours are 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. for dim sum and 5 to 10.30 p.m. for regular restaurant hours. And this one, just like the first one, it's on that more of an upper class and that ballroom kind of feel. But this one is more on that traditional food styles, mm-hmm. you know. And another thing that we, well, it's not really dim sum, but we usually get when we go is like pecking duck. Mm-hmm. The skin, ooh. True. It makes me fat, though, so <laughs> can't have too much of that. But I really like this place because it's very open and clean, and they're just... Like, the hospitality is really, really great. Yeah. Did you say, like, like the, like, what's the atmosphere like? Um, it's not, 
I don't know, cause okay, so when I was living in Indonesia, there was this one place. It's like I went to every Sunday mm-hmm. with my family. It's like up in a hotel, and it's kind of like a controlled chaos. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's I, I the get best way to describe it. Like I feel like most Asian Asian culture is very controlled chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think that's all that we have time for today, but thanks so much for tuning in to our dim sum episode, getting into a little bit of culture, and we wish you a very happy Chinese New Year. And the new year in general, 2020. Alright. I'm Rachel Nguyen. And I'm Greta Lau. And you've been listening to the Food Coma Podcast.